Welcome to the We Believe in Florida Citrus podcast, brought to you by Florida Grower Magazine. The We Believe in Florida Citrus initiative shines a light on the positive work taking place to build a sustainable future for the state's signature crop. Each episode of this podcast will bring you insights and expertise from key players in the citrus industry. Now, here's Florida Grower Editor Frank Giles with this episode's interview. Today, we're welcoming Mike Boylan to the We Believe in Florida Citrus podcast. Mike is from Mike's Weather Page fame. Uh, Any of you in citrus production follow hurricane season closely because we know the impacts that that can have, especially after Hurricane Irma in 2017. Um, In introducing Mike, I just want to tell you my story of how I discovered him. When I first moved to Florida, In 2007, uh, my first tropical storm experience was Tropical Storm Fay in 2008. And I live in Orlando, so the storm came up through this area and uh, it was really nothing more than a rain event. And it was a lot of rain, 20, 21, 22 inches of rain, but there was not a lot of wind or anything like that. So the storm came and passed and, and for me, In this area, it was about a decade of nothing uh, in terms of tropical activity. And then in 2016, Hurricane Matthew came through, and that one was bearing down on the Orlando area. It uh, ended up sort of veering away and was not that big of a deal, but it certainly got me interested in hurricane coverage. And during that period, a friend of mine, shared a page, Mike's weather page on Facebook. And I picked up his uh, feed and started following his coverage of Hurricane Matthew. And I became a fan and I've followed Mike ever since and have found him to be a great uh, resource when you're interested in what's happening in the tropics. And now he's you know expanded that coverage into other parts of the country. Um, so he's a good resource for you if you're a citrus grower. So we want to welcome Mike uh, to the to the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for being a fan. Um, but yeah, I love doing these and you know reaching different audiences, and it's uh, very humbling to know how many you know different parts of the industries and and parts of the world that all tune in. So uh, yeah, thanks. Look forward to chatting. Good deal. I guess just to get us started, tell us how Mike's weather page came about and how it's evolved over the years. It was uh, well, 2004, we had Charlie coming towards Tampa Bay, and uh, I was learning a little bit of HTML uh, web design in college and uh, could not find any information on the on the internet. And it was, you know, I was, I was addicted to spaghetti models and uh, NHC maps. And so I decided to put together a page for, for me, uh, Mike's weather page. Uh, and I shared it with friends and family in uh, every, you know, storm, I would find more links and more graphics and kind of making it that one-stop shop for tropics and, and really just shared it with friends and, and whatnot. And then a couple of years later, I bought the domain name and uh, slowly, it's slowly become what it is today. Um, more still, it's kind of like my little website that I, I love to go to uh, that everybody else does too. <laughs> Yeah, and that the URL for the website is? Uh, it was spaghettimodels.com or 
I, I, if you're like me and can't spell spaghetti, you can just do Mike's Twitter page. <laughs> it comes up too. <laughs> I always seem to mess that one up. Perfect. So the page has grown substantially over the years. Uh, talk about your Facebook engagement, how many followers you have now? Yeah, the, the Facebook, I guess it was 2009 is when I started that. And uh, I remember when we fir first hit 5,000 fans and I was so excited about it and, and made a big deal about it. And now we're up to almost a million Mike, what about this year's lineup of names for the Storms? Uh, they're a little bit easier to pronounce than some of the ones last year. Yeah, they, 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 uh, one thing about the names, which I, it took me a while to learn, is they, they rotate them every six years. So you'll get, um, like 2021 Storms will be repeated in 2027. Uh, so they, uh, you know, that, they, they stop at Wanda this year. And um, they're expecting, like all the official forecasts for this season, um, and I, I was never really a long range forecast like believer and when they hyped up the season, but I really believe now what I've seen the last few years is you, you have X amount of storms on average over a hundred plus years. And there's only a few factors that really influence storms. And it's, it's things like El Nino, uh, water temperatures, place, uh, placement of the Bermuda high African rains. Well, this year, all those little factors are kind of pointing into favorable conditions. So let's say you have average of 20 storms. Well, you say, okay, well, everything's lining up, so we're going to have above average. So all the all the modeling this year predicts above average. Um, you know, whether or not they make landfall or they're, you know, we already had Anna, which was out there by Bermuda and didn't affect anybody. So um, people get wrapped up sometimes with the names and, and they don't realize it only takes one, you know, um, and that's the key. But I do believe we're going to see above average because of, the water temperatures are hotter and, and we're going to be back into a La Nina pattern. After last year, we went kind of deep into the Greek alphabet, but I'm understanding that we're not using Greek names anymore. No, they, that was a weird, that came out of nowhere. They, they, uh, they, they bashed the Greeks or they took them off the list. And, and I've never heard an official reason, but they actually, what I heard the most is they thought it, it, it caused confusion with the public. Like, the confusion or the people didn't take it serious enough. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they said. It was confusing. And now they have, I think they call it an alternate list. They actually call it a um, alternate list of names that they're going to go to. So after Wanda, uh, this year, like the next name on the list is Bill. We got some pretty <laughs> kind of one syllable, easy, easy to pronounce names this year. Uh, but we are getting into some um, little harder words if we get in that alternate list. <laughs> They're not Greek, but yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. We need Bubba and Fred. <laughs> well, you know, talking about, we talked a little bit about this season, uh, what you're looking at. Just, but And you mentioned last season, the marathon that it was. Uh, talk a little bit about last season and how those conditions that you mentioned compared to this year. Uh, is the is is there as favorable a setup? Uh, I think we're we were a little more stronger. La Nina pattern. La Nina pattern means that the Pacific waters are cooler, which produces less shear in the Atlantic side. So we had a stronger uh, La Nina setup last season, and um, that enabled a little more storms to develop here. And and also we started the season a little earlier last year. We we already at Cristobal last year at this time that actually hit the upper Gulf. Um, and I, the water temperature started out a little warmer last season at this time. Um, so that, that's just slowing the beginning of the season a little bit. Um, you know, water temperatures can, can increase really quick overnight. So it's, 
it's it's just more of a temporary setback for development and um we really don't look at the cape verde season uh, until maybe the end of july you know big news this week there's a huge dust outbreak from africa you can see it on all satellites i mean that's a, it's an amazing phenomenon that happens where we get these dust storms in africa and that that's that dust actually settles in the middle atmosphere you can see it on satellite but that dust uh particles in the air actually dries the atmosphere up and you it, it dries the skies out and you got to have a certain amount of relative humidity in order to have thunderstorms you know brew especially middle atmosphere so the dust chokes uh early season um you know development and sometimes what i've seen over the years too is you get a lot of dust outbreaks it kind of cools the atlantic waters a little bit longer it's like a like a blanket uh, so it, it it just kind of delays the start a little bit you know june and july are really weird because We'll, we'll get like maybe one system in May and June. Everybody thinks it's going to be a busy season. Then we get this big lull until like maybe July. And everybody's like, oh, season's a bust. And then boom, all of a sudden it's like August, September, October. And um, But the, again, back to your question, you know, the factors. Um, last season, we were, dis, we were just in a little more stronger La Nina pattern, which which um, enables, you know, a little less shear in the atmosphere. And when you don't have shear, it enables thunderstorms to grow upwards. And that's what creates these low pressure spinners. So. That's really the only big big difference between last year and this year as far as uh, environmental you know conditions go yep yep well i know i i follow you uh, on facebook and i know you've gotten into uh storm chasing a little bit tell us a little bit about that and maybe some of the craziest situations you found yourself in well oh my goodness so i don't even know what started this um i last year we had laura was a cat you know really strong cat four and i remember watching it well, live we, we broadcasted home for five hours seven hours i don't even know how long and i was like i couldn't share any weather chaser stuff anymore because they flag you for copyright even though you might have permission um and i'm like this isn't like fun because <laughs> i you know, people are wanting me to show what's going on you know so the next storm that hit uh, one of our big sponsors is out of houston lodging solutions and, and these guys are great they set up uh, mobile camp tents for thousands of linemen and workers and huge part of storm industry. So we actually tied a meeting up to meet these guys and uh, it was Hurricane Delta. Um, and uh, it began. I mean, we we uh, rode out the eye, you know, we, we, we uh, went to the small town of uh, Gaydon in Louisiana and met the uh, uh, local police chief. That was fun. And, you know, we stream live. So people were like watching us because they evacuated and they're like living it with us. And Hey, that's my street. There's my home. And I guess, oops, I guess the biggest fact or I don't know, surprise for me at, was after the storm passed, we drove around and seeing the power lines on the roads, uh, you know, trees down, um, flooded, flooded roads that are impassable, uh, seeing, seeing why it's so important to evacuate. Um, you know, it, it really it was a wake up call. That's why they really want you to stay home or at least evacuate because, you know, you got power lines laying around and trees everywhere down. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's, it's not, it's not fun. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I saw, you know, firsthand, you know, the damages and um, it, it's bad, you know, and then we went up for uh, uh, um, Zeta. I drove up by myself to Biloxi and, and, um, it, and that was quite an event because of the surge 
and the, the roads. I mean, I, I made a couple of wrong turns on some side roads and we had locals telling us, don't go down that road, that road floods. And sure enough, I turned a corner and water's just like waves are coming across the road. And we were a couple of miles from, from the shore and that's how far the surge came up. Um, so that was kind of an interesting little, you know, shock, uh, seeing the surge waters that far north of landfall. And uh, yeah, so it, it just, you know, and I, I think the most eye-awakening eye experience for, for me was in New York. Uh, we went to New Orleans during New, New Year's. There's supposed to be a big tornado outbreak. And the guy that helps me fill, we had some miles to burn. So we're like, ah, let's go up there for a couple of days. And uh, we ended up driving to um, Lake Charles and we saw six months later basically the damages that were still there mm -hmm. and it was just the most eye-opening experience ever is to see the damages every single road every single roof you know pods you know portable storage generators running just what these folks are living through after a storm um, so i think education wise is my biggest reason now is is bringing bringing awareness and what's going on after a storm because you know if you don't live it like you know living in florida you always get excited like oh man i want a hurricane i don't think you really do <laughs> when you see these the damages that these people face um it, it changes your outlook real quick <laughs> absolutely now you know one of your maybe most famous storm video would be the uh flip-flop the famous flip-flop episode yes there's been two now <laughs> all right now you want to i got a couple of funny so one of the funniest clips was uh we were down some road in louisiana like midnight and it was a uh, curfew and i got pulled over by the cops and it was funny i'm like no i'm going home we're going back to florida and he goes he goes what the hell made you decide to go to florida at midnight in the middle of a hurricane because <laughs> he didn't know who i was you know he, he sees this random car driving down the road and i'm like yeah we're just going to florida he's like so that was hilarious. And then um, the flip flop, you know, I was wrapped up in a tornado here at home. Uh, and uh, true story, you know, um, couldn't find it the flip flop and ended up a couple hundred yards away by my umbrella that was in a tree. That was the most craziest thing ever. And then the last storm when I chased Ada, uh, we had Ada come through Key West and then it actually followed me home here. And um, we were, I was walking around our boat ramp where we go and it was three foot underwater and I lost my shoe. And then the next morning I went on this big old adventure to try to find my shoe. And there it was way, you know, a couple hundred yards from the shore, just sitting there in a pile of debris. And I was, it was so exciting. <laughs> so that was fun. Great. Well, with that, I think we'll wrap it up. We appreciate you joining us again. Uh, we'll have to make this a tradition as hurricane season gets started every year. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, things like have a plan, you know, I, I used to not be, so I don't want to sound like a news agency, but I do believe it's very important for folks to have a plan, meaning like, you know, know your evacuation routes, you know, have a plan on hotels, where are you going to go? If you have pets, it's very important, to, uh, you know, if you have pets, you know, how you're going to deal with those of you evacuate. And if you have a generator, you know, have a plan with fuel and, and power cords and have battery backups and just be ready. Uh, it's real important because um, a lot of folks wait to the last second and then they're like scrambling, you know, and you don't want to be, you don't want to be out of toilet paper because <laughs> you know what happens when we're out of toilet paper. That happens all the time. But, but, uh, but yeah, you can reach out anytime, you know, on, on the page. I really appreciate it. Everyone to do it again. Just let me know. So Mike, as we wrap up here, tell, tell the listeners where they can find you on the internet and social media. Uh, just basically, if you Google Mike's weather page, it'll pop up um, Facebook, 
is the big one we have uh you know i post on there a lot so just if you just type up mike's it'll probably pop up but it's mike's weather page i'm on twitter now and instagram and uh of course the websites the you know what you can always go to to find the latest and greatest information but um i go live in the mornings most days it's fun we have a really good crew and uh you know if you really like weather and hanging out with a bunch of weather groupies we got we got some good ones all right thank you guys we'll see you take care